Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Hello, this is Tim Howard, host of Reflect the Life You Want. And today I'm especially excited to have a very special guest, Teresa Young of the Respected Man Community. So welcome, Teresa. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be on your, your podcast today. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you and I first connected, uh, either we were admiring one another's content or something like that on Instagram. And I was a guest of your podcast late last year. We talked mm-hmm. about um, kind of the, the man as servant leader in the household. And that was a great conversation. So you've had a lot of stuff going on with uh, the respected man community. Um, I know you've made some changes on how you're reaching out to uh, connect with people and a launch of a new merchandise line. So we definitely want to talk about that. But I just want to, for my listeners, I just want to encourage people to check out Teresa and what she's got going on on TikTok and Instagram. What I love about you, Teresa, is you're always so genuine and you're so real. (laughs) And I think because of life experiences we've had, it's like um, we want to share what we've learned, some of the pain, some of the hurt that we've gone through that maybe somebody else can avoid. So if you will, just kind of give a little background on your personal journey, your professional journey, where you're at right now, the respected man, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. And I love that you said I'm so real because um, I'll touch, I'll start there. I'll touch base on that. So about five, well, it was about six or seven years ago, I took, uh, I don't know if anybody that's listening is familiar with Garrett J. White, but he has a course for men called The Wake Up Warrior. And uh, he, I took a lot of his wife's um, hair extension courses. And so he ran a class called Wake Up Warrior Women. And I think he did it once mm-hmm. or twice. And I took, I took both of his classes and I think he ran it for two or three consecutive years. But I was the first group of women that went through it. And it's a warrior style training to kind of like get out of, get yourself out of your own way and go to the next level. And Garrett cusses a lot. And in his, you know, mastermind, he said, the minute you can stop effing lying to yourself is the minute you'll take your business and your life to the next level. The minute you can get real with who you are is the minute things will change. So here I am, a hairstylist of 27 years. I also had an app, True Connect. Um, I also was teaching beauty professionals through COVID how to create online courses and sell what they did online. And about a year, uh, it was January of last year, so a little over a year and four or five months ago, I was on TikTok. And um, I've, let me say a little bit about my background. I always love to say this. I burned three marriages to the ground. I've been married a total of 20 some years of my life. I'm 46 years old. But I love love. I'm always trying to be better and show up better in my relationships. I will be married again. Um, My grandma was married 13 times. So I'm like, you know, what the heck? Why break the generational curse? Just beat it. (laughs) That's my joke. But not really. I would love to be married one more time the rest of my life. Um, But anyway, so... 
I've always tried to figure out like how to show up better in a marriage and better as a woman. And so I have this little TikTok account and nobody knew me on there. I had 46 followers and on all my other social media platforms, I had thousands of followers. So it was kind of my secret little safe space where I would go and I would, you know, kind of mindlessly scroll through relationship tips, advice, marriage tips, advice, quotes, those types of things. I love love, obviously, <clears throat> but I never looked at it as who would want to take advice from me? You know, like I never looked at it as like, this could be a business ever. I would never looked, I could have this impactful change on other people's lives by sharing um, the real story of my life. And that's a part of my life that I keep hidden because I feel ashamed. I feel felt embarrassed. I don't really, really want to talk about it. You feel like a failure. So the real part of me was the part that I was keeping from the world. So on TikTok, one night, it was one night I thought, you know what? Everything I see out here is just bashing men. It's saying how a man should show up and a real man should do this. And the sad part is men are bashing men. Men are on there saying, ladies, a real man doesn't treat you like this. And a real man would do that. And I was like, holy cow, you will never see a woman doing that. And then I was like, what if she did? Like, what if I started saying, lady, if she's a real woman, this is how she would treat you and she would understand. And what if I started posting on, you know, how a woman should treat a man in a relationship? Because that's where I feel that I failed, right? I had to change me in order to get a relationship. I want the common factor. I can put the blame on all of them, but at the end, I was the common denominator in the failure of those marriages. So I accept my responsibility. And with that being said, I started posting on how women should treat a man on TikTok. Nobody knew me, but here I'm sharing my truth secretly, secretly. I had 46 yeah. followers and I wake up, I start, remember Garrett, the minute you stop fucking lying and tell your truth is the minute your life will change. The minute I did that and started sharing my truth, the third day I had 10,000 views on one of my videos and it's been a year and four wow. months and I have, I get teary eyed when I talk about it because um, I have millions of views now. I, I have more than most celebrities. I have videos over 10 million views. Four, I have 16 videos over 4 million views. I do paid sponsorships and, and promote products that improve marriages. And it's just been such a blessing and such a gift. And I definitely am a believer that God chooses people's weaknesses to help us because you know, I'm a living, te living testimony of that. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think there is a, a lot of our, our passion arises out of our pain and our calling uh, is rises from, you know, things that we've experienced in life that we've, we've really had to learn from mm -hmm. hard lessons. Uh, the, my co-author of the mirror book project, Maria Spears, she has a, YouTube channel she talks about from pain to passion mm -hmm. and kind of the, along the same lines so well you've uh you've you've garnered a lot of following and again I think for me personally when I see you talk about things it's like okay this is real it's it's practical um I could apply this in my own life I could apply it in my own relationship so it's I think that also, too, is you, you connect with people on just on a level like right where they need to mm -hmm. hear it. So that's different than listening to someone espouse whatever. <laughs> I have so many women write to me and they're like, okay, my husband sends me your videos all the time. And I finally started to watch them and I'm like, 
all right, I surrender. Teach me your ways. I don't even know how. And <laughs> it's so it's so funny. I, I love that part of what I do because I never went out to go build a brand. It was like, oh my gosh, I have all these people following me. Me, what am I going to do? And so it, it, it just kind of grew out of me speaking my truth. And I, I have women that say that you're so real. And I, I don't have a counseling degree. I, I have a life degree. I have a degree from the School of Hard Knocks. And I'm just out there sharing wisdom and being really honest about it. But what it really boils down to is like, just stop and try to see the other person's perspective totally different than yours. And I know women, we are crazy. Like you all, it takes a long time. We have to like break things down, but we have to learn how to communicate to you as well as you have to learn, you know, how to communicate to me, but it's, and it works that way, right? (laughs) If you do it in any relationship, I mean, even with the guy that delivers you Amazon packages, you have a relationship with him, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was listening or watching or reading something recently where it's like, you know, the differences in the male mind versus the female mind. And it's like, you know, us guys were kind of like focused on one thing at a time, whereas women tend to be multi-focused on all sorts of things that are going on through their mind. But it's like, that's the why we were created and designed. It's like, okay, let's talk mm-hmm. about this one thing. And it's like, versus this whole stream of things at mm-hmm. once. So I don't know if you've run into any of that as you're uh, helping guide women towards uh, better relationships with their men. Yeah, definitely. I do because <clears throat> the sad part is, is women get really frustrated with men because they can't grasp more than one thing at a time. And even yeah. for me, I yeah. talk fast and I jump from subject to subject. I've been a hairstylist for 27 years, specializing in women's hair. So we get each other. I don't even have to look at them when I talk. We're just da 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 da. And I'm cutting their hair. I mean, imagine that. It's like you going out and building the building and having a conversation, a counseling session with, you know, some guy that's paying you for your service while you're building the shed out back. It's like, it's so chaos, but that's where a woman lives. We live in that midst of just understanding each other and where you guys are so logical. And if you say one thing, it's like in stone and you're, you know, and we're just all over the map. So being able to understand that and communicate, it actually makes it easy for women. If we break it down, we don't have to be complex. We don't have to tell all the details. We don't have to, you know, list a million different things. Just say one thing. And it's like, oh, it's so easy. And I have days where I'm like, gosh, I wish I had a man's brain. <laughs> I wish I could just think about one thing at one time. <clears throat> it's actually a gift, right? I think that, think that book years ago, uh, what was it? Mint? Women are from Venus, men are from Mars yes. or something. And I think that the key, the key underlying concept within that book was like this appreciation that we're created differently, we're wired differently, and not expect our spouse or our significant other to behave the way that we would. Exactly. And you, I just, I wrote a post on this just the other day. If you're in a relationship, do not call your girlfriend or your wife crazy or psycho or irrational because the way she interprets her emotions because I could tell you if you had to live with my brain for a day and feel what I feel when I think about things (laughs) you would look crazy and rash too so I'm doing the best way I can to cope with my emotions all the voices that are you know that are going on all of the cylinders that are firing it's not that we're crazy, Russian. That's one of the mm-hmm. most insulting things I think a lot of men do in relationships is that 
when a woman responds to something, he'll say, oh, you're crazy or you're psycho or you're rash or whatever. And it's really putting her down for her trying to manage her own thoughts because we have to see your brain as a gift, right? It's a gift. It's say, oh, he's stupid. Mm. All he thinks about is I'm going to get up and mow the lawn and I'm going to, no, it's a gift. It's simplicity. It's easy. It's simple, right? And you have to view our brains as a gift as well. And then engage in a conversation where you don't set her into an overwhelming situation because we really do have a complex brain that fires off a lot more cylinders than your guys. And mm. it's not that we're crazy. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. right. We can sit there yeah. and say, you're dumb. We're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but let's figure out how to work with our dumb and crazy brains. <laughs> well, one of the, I think one of the key gifts I've learned <laughs> in recent years is just to, you're speaking to the word gift is that each interaction we get to have with another person, whether it's a friend or a spouse, a significant mm-hmm. other, a client we're working with, it is a gift. Mm-hmm. And this interaction that we get to have, just like we're having a conversation uh, on this podcast, I'm going to be learning things from you that when we get off this show we recorded, I'm going to be thinking mm-hmm. about, oh, how do I apply what Teresa just shared with me in my own life? Uh, and if I take this and I receive it truly as a gift and I appreciate it, then it's been a wonderful experience. But if I walk away thinking, oh, she didn't have anything worthwhile to say, shame on mm-hmm. me for not taking advantage of the gifts that we have right here and mm-hmm. now. So. You know, I- I, I, I appreciate that. I love relationships. I love the challenges. I You can ask my children. They'll say, our mom says no problems, only solutions. And so even when they were little, they'd come to me with the problem. And I said, we've already addressed what the problem is. We don't need to talk about it. Let's talk about the solution. And so what solution. gift, what yeah. lesson can you learn from the problem? Because problems really are just something that cracks open an opportunity to better understand each other, right? And so in like in this podcast or in any other relationships, you're definitely going to have things that you're willing to not see as a gift, right? You're willing to say, this is not acceptable. This is not Mm -hmm. tolerable. Um, But then the other things that are hurtful or painful that you may, you know, not want to see, and you want to view them as a gift and you have to find the blessing in the mess. You have to be able to say, I would look at my kids and say, you love each other, right? Yeah, I love him, but he, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. How can I love him better? What did I do that made him feel hurt or made him feel, and I brother, my boy's voice, <laughs> like, you know, and so I had them see the beauty in the pain to try to understand each other better. Like, what did I do that made you mad during the mm. Xbox game that you punched me? <laughs> right. So, and I would say, yeah, maybe my kids taught me more lessons in life. I have three kids too. And, you know, and I think, I think for me, I don't talk about this a lot, actually, but I'll bring it up. I mean, your podcast, um, when my son who's now, well, he'll be 20 next month. When he was two years old, he had, um, was diagnosed with Arnold Carey malformation and he's had two brain surgeries. And so I was 27 years old going through, uh, living out of Phoenix Children's Hospital with my son having two decompressions in his brain, which means they cut him open from his occipital bone down Mm -hmm. to C2, five and a half hour surgeries. We had to have blood donors. Um, They removed the back portion of his skull, the lower portion of his brain, all of C1. Uh, They sewed in an extra piece of like the sac that surrounds a cow's heart to expand the dura in his brain. 
And then that surgery didn't work. And so we had to go back into emergency. We had to redo another surgery. It was mm. hell for like eight months. But during that time of my life, I was young and I would pray because I didn't really feel like I knew what love was. And so I read a book called The Christmas mm -hmm. Box and I was praying every day that God would show mm -hmm. me what is real love? What does that feel like? Like, what does that look like? And so my son had been going through a lot of pain in the back of his head since he was born, pulling at his ears. Like I couldn't, we couldn't figure out what it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, my aunt was like, get that kid in and get an MRI. So we did. They stated him, did an MRI. We got a call that night that said, we have to do an emergency surgery on your son because he will become paralyzed in pain. And if this happens to him, um, he we will not be able to do the surgery. So I won't get into the whole, but God brought me to my knees and I had to surrender my son to him. And I had to find the beauty in the pain because when your two-year-old has to go in for brain surgery, like you're going to do one thing or the other. Like our hospital bills are astronomical. We were 27 years old. Um, and then in the middle of my son's two surgeries, since the first one didn't work, we were told that we, if we ever had another baby, we had a 50% chance of this happening again. And we accidentally got pregnant. <laughs> so it was so much in like, it was crazy because I grew up with an atheist father my mom was always ridiculing Christians. She didn't go to church, whatever. I went to church. I don't, it is what it is. But my mom had a full on breakdown in ICU with my two-year-old cords coming out everywhere, brain surgery, his head was cut open. It was, it was a nightmare, but it was so beautiful. My mom locked herself in my son's bathroom for three hours and came out and said, how are you doing it? Like, how are you, how are you keeping it together? Teresa, I just don't know. And I said, mom, and it was, it was the craziest thing, but I said, he was never my son to begin with. Like he was a gift to mm -hmm. me to bring to this earth and to show glory to Jesus, like to show that I have something I can have higher hope and faith in. And it gave me the ability to say, this mm -hmm. is, this is love. Like, I love my son, but I'm not going to cling to him. And it's, you know, I'm going to surrender this and let go of this problem that could have devastated me and give it to the Lord and pray for the best. And I, that honestly, I've been in the trenches. I've been, to me, that was where, you know, the biggest problem in my life, but it was the best gift I've ever received because we are so close as a family because of it. My mom gave her life to Christ. She goes to church. She says, sends me like, have a blessed day. And it's so stinking cute. And uh, <laughs> it's really changed the dynamics of my family. And my son is just such a great guy. Like he's 20 years old. He's a great job, an amazing girlfriend. He's such a light. And every day I look at him, I'm just so filled with love. And I realized like love isn't this warm and fuzzy feeling that we all live to have. Like love is an old, but love comes mm -hmm. when you can all bond together through tough times. And so I view tough times in a marriage or a relationship as this is a gift. The gift just lies on the other side. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to get to the other side, yeah. you're going to experience the gift and the, the joys that God has for you. That's my story. <laughs> powerful story, Teresa. It is powerful. And it is, uh, and you've taught talked about that just a little bit before but that is uh, now I know know a little bit more that it, that is a powerful story and it, it, I think it's um, 
when I, in coaching and other things I talk about in relationship, it's like this idea of being detached from the mm-hmm. outcome. It's like, I can do everything that I can do. And then at some point I just got to trust mm-hmm. that it's, it's mm-hmm. going to work out. It's going to happen. God's got this. It's beyond my mm-hmm. ability or, or understanding. So I had, it sounds like you had incredible peace about releasing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And just trusting that it was going to all work. <laughs> I remember when the surgeon took my son for the, I love my surgeon, Dr. Moss. He lives here in Phoenix. Um, you become really close friends with your surgeon. And we were going into the second surgery and he looked at me and he goes, well, are you ready for this? And I go, well, no. <laughs> and I said, if you, if he, if he comes out of this paralyzed, which, which, which was something that I faced, um, I said, I will become your neighbor. <laughs> It was funny, but you have to give it away and say, Hey, whatever comes like it, it is, is what it is. You have to release, but believe in, uh, believe in, you know, things that you can't see, believe that you can become that person, believe that he's going to be okay. You have to believe otherwise mm. you live in fear. Well, ahead of the show, I ask you to take a look at the reflect the life you want. The reflect is an acrostic and, um, that's the theme of the mirror book project I have with my co-author Maria Spears and the R or recognize the power to change seemed to resonate with you. And I'm wondering, you know, did that even going back to what you experienced with your son or is there other experiences that you've had later in life that that has especially come true for you? You spoke to, you know, Garrett White's Mm -hmm. program and how once you got a hold of that idea is, Stop lying to yourself that that made a dramatic impact. On <laughs> that totally did. Cause I, I honestly didn't say, okay, I'm going to come clean and get real. I still did it in secrecy. Like nobody knew me. I had 46 followers. Yeah. I was still like, oh, I'll just kind of leak it out. I'll just like, no, like this is never going to go anywhere, but this will be a place I can just journal and vent. Right. But that's why I talk yeah. about it a lot because. It is true. The moment you can get super real with yourself and with everybody else around you and admit your flaws, that's the moment. That's the gift. That's the moment that it changes and impacts other people's lives. Right. And that's the moment, you know, that you've healed and you're also helping other people through that. So that, and I also love to do fun, crazy challenges. About a year ago, I did, I'm going to hike 30 days. I'm going to hike 30 hikes in 30 days. So every single day I hiked, but it was in August in Phoenix, which is 105 in Phoenix, even in the morning at five in the morning. (laughs) But the thing is when you commit to doing something different or something great, you don't really understand the challenges that are going to come with it. And so overcoming the challenges that I had never anticipated, like the first day I hiked, I had brand new shoes on and I got a bloody heel and I'm like, Ah, so it was band-aids and neosporin and I had to buy a bunch of different shoes so I could rotate them so they weren't rubbing on my heel. And then it was shin splints and then it was my legs started to break down and then I was becoming fatigued because I had to get up at 3 a.m. every morning because the group that I was hiking with hiked at five and it was 45 minutes from my house. And so the fatigue was setting in and I remember the last two hikes, they chose the hikes and we went up Squaw Peak and Camelback Mountain. And if you know anything about hiking, they're the hardest, some of the hardest hikes in 105 degree weather, five in the morning. And um, I got about halfway up on day 29 and on Camelback Mountain and my team was already coming down. And I'm the only one that hiked for 30 days. They would rotate and just kind of come in and out, but I had a committed, made a commitment to myself. So um, I was about, well, I was about three quarters of the way up and I was sitting on a rock thinking, I, I, I'm just a mile, like, 
And my girlfriends walk by and they're like, get your ass up there. You're going up. You came this far, you're going up. And I was like in tears. And I was like, I'm going up. Went up. And on the way down, like coming down is actually harder than going up when you're hiking, when your legs are fatigued. So I realized I have hands that can work. So I sat on my butt and I used my hands to go down the mountain. And I would get on my heels and I would scoot and I got all the way to the bottom. Now my hands were bloody. So I was like, I have to get rock climbing gloves. But I realized that there's nothing in life that can stop you because there's always a different way to get to the main goal. Like there's always another way that you can get there. Like who would have thought I'm coming down Camelback on my hands and my heels, but it worked. Then I, and I, I had got into my head and said, I can't, I can't, I'm done. My legs aren't working. And my team said, no, go. And I was like, and figure it out. And there's always, things are always figure outable, right? Like you can always figure out a way to do yep. your goal and not be defeated. So I think that I love, I do crazy challenges like that just so that I can continue to remind myself that I'm unstoppable. So you recognize the power to change is coming down the mountain that I can go down the mountain in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful story, Teresa. It's like, you know, and there's so many people that um, if they would just embrace that, it's like, okay, rather than blaming mm -hmm. everybody else or blaming the situation and just say, Hey, I, I have the power. Like you talked about earlier is I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, you taught your children about solutions. So for me, like the script is I'm a man of solution. You're a woman of solution. You had a solution for that problem that's maybe different than you imagined when you started going up Camelback Mountain, but you ended up accomplishing your goal in a different way than maybe you would have thought. Mm -hmm. I mean, from day yeah, one, when I got morning. new shoes that, you know, rubbed and I had a bloody heel, I was like, oh, I could have stopped then. I could have said, this isn't working. I have a bloody yeah. heel. My, you know, I spent a bunch of money on shoes, but no, I just went and bought a bunch of different shoes. <laughs> Well, I went through ranger school in the army many years ago and you got that ranger mindset. It's like, I'm going to figure out a way mm -hmm. to accomplish this objective mm -hmm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. So I admire you for that. That's awesome. So um, a couple other questions I always like to ask my guests. Um, you've been through a lot. You've had, you know, these challenges you had early on in marriage with your, your son's health. Uh, you've been through some different relationships you've made this significant shift in the last couple of years to really build this huge community around helping men and women to enrich relationships, strengthen marriages, have better relationships, improve their sex lives, whatever it is that the people are working on. And um, so you're doing all this stuff for other people. And I'm wondering, what are you, Teresa, working on for yourself to reflect more of the life that you want? You know, what I'm working on is I am actually reading a book right now called Atomic Habits. And so I'm trying to learn to integrate mm. better habits into my life. And even though you think that I would be like somebody that's really good at that, I find that I will allow like my personal needs, like, you know, I love to work out and I work out at my house, but I'm finding that I'll get up and answer emails and I'm not working out and I'm not doing meditations and I'm not eating healthy and I'll go all day and I won't eat. And then pretty soon I'm like, why am I so skinny? And why am I so tired and going to bed late at night? And so I'm really, um, I'm thinking about doing, what is it? The hard 75 challenge where you, I'm thinking about doing yep. that for my next challenge. Yep. 
um, just to start creating those habits again, because it's about drinking water. It's about eating a healthy diet. And it's so easy to drift away from that, especially when you're working, you know, on building your business and being there for other people. Being a relationship coach is a lot of work. <laughs> and it, you can get consumed by other people's problems and forget about yours. I'm like, geez, this is true. Like a hairdresser's hair is never done. A relationship coach is like never takes care of herself. And so I'm finding that I'm in that. I'm like, this is happening to me. Like, um, And so I am reading the book Atomic Habits. And one of them is like, you know, just being able to believe you are the person that you want to become. Believing that I am healthy. I am getting mm. enough sleep. I am going to be healthy so that I can serve other people because I don't, you know, no matter what you're doing in life, it's easy to give to other people and forget about taking care of yourself. Yeah. I'm going to share with you uh, something. Uh, I celebrated a significant milestone last month, my 60th birthday and Maria Spears, my co-author, she sent me this little plaque. One one was uh, a coffee mug, you, you know, future best-selling author. We're in the editing process right now of our book, The Mirror, which will come out later this year. But she said, uh, she sent this plaque around this idea that, you know, your words become actions, mm-hmm. right? So the thoughts that you're telling yourself end up being the actions in your life. And then those actions become habits. And just like, you know, James Clear's books, mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. And then your habits end up shaping your character. Mm-hmm. And then your character determines your destiny mm-hmm. in life. So it sounds like that's really cool that you're working on, you You have the self-awareness that, hey, I'm not taking good enough care mm-hmm. of myself. I'm helping everybody else, but I need to get my own stuff better so that I can show up and serve better and also um, take better care of myself. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear. I've been thinking about hard 75 myself. We might have to be accountability partners or something. There you go. Well, it's funny because um, I feel like a lot of people around me are starting <laughs> to talk about it. And I'm like, is this a sign that I should do that challenge? <laughs> and I'm already reading a book. You know, I, I read a, lot of a year books, ago, so. I was in, yeah, a year ago, I was in the best shape of probably my life in the last 30 years. I've slipped a little bit. So I'm trying to get back the self-discipline I had late, late mm-hmm. last year. Or excuse me, this time last year. Yeah, it's so, it's so important. So you're working on, absolutely. So you're working on those daily habits you have for yourself, which mm-hmm. kind of translates into routines that you have to mm-hmm. take better care of yourself. I'm wondering, you know, you've, you've been to this point in life, um, different relationships. You're now helping other people. I'm wondering if of all the things that you've learned at this point in life, if there's like one thing you would either share with a client or share with one of your children or share with an earlier version of yourself, mm-hmm. it's like that. What's that one nugget of wisdom that you'd want other people to know to reflect more of the life that they want? If you want to have an amazing relationship that you've always dreamed of, learn how to see your other person, your, your, your partner's perspective, like really Mm -hmm. try to stop and think, why were they offended? Why do they think this way? Why do they desire these things and try to serve them with a servant's heart instead of getting into a relationship where you're thinking, how can they serve me? How can they improve my life? How can you improve theirs Mm -hmm. every day? Get up and say, how can I make your day better? How can I improve your life? And, and, and if you're in a fight, That's so- say, <laughs> if I'm understanding you right and ask questions, 
listen and ask questions to try to better understand where the person is coming from, why they would have thought that and try to find a solution. But it's always about, you know, leading with that servant's heart and desiring to know the other person's perspective. You know, I think that is so powerful and so true. And, uh, you know, the mirror book, the, the concept, the, the working title for the mirror originally was the mirror through which I see myself in you. Mm. And this idea that I'm always looking through a mirror and I'm making judgments about others in a situation. I'm really, at least half the time, I'm really making a judgment about myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's something I see in you that really resonates about that I think I'm good at. It's like, ah. Trace is great like that too. Or something's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm blaming you because I see the weakness in myself. Mm-hmm. Rather than take responsibility for it, I'm, I'm putting that out there on you. But the skill sets like you described of the ability to paraphrase or I think I heard you say this mm-hmm. rather than reacting with uh, hot-headed emotion is like responding. Let me, let me, let me think. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I get this. I think you said this when I do this or I say that, that this is the impact it's having on you. And just gaining that perspective and what, closing what we would call the interpersonal mm-hmm. gap. It's like, ah, if I can put my shoes in the other person's shoes, put myself in the other person's shoes and have empathy mm-hmm. for the other person, then... Maybe I can work on how do I need to show mm-hmm. up differently in order to create a different kind of impact mm-hmm. on you? That's a tough one, but you have to learn it. You have to try and you're going to make mistakes and then you yeah. can come back and say, hey, I'm sorry that I overreacted or I didn't take your perspective into consideration. What did you mean when you said that? Yeah, I was thinking about that, you know, one of the maybe one of the guys that forwards the video on to the wife saying, Hey, you need to listen to Teresa. I'm wondering what, what piece of Mm -hmm. themselves, if they really looked upon that and say, you know, how could I be differently from my Mm -hmm. wife? And I think you and I, when we spoke last December and I was on your show and it's like, we we were talking about this idea of being a better servant leader as a husband, as Mm -hmm. a, as a father, this idea that, you know, I was relaying the idea like if all I wanted when I came home at the end of the hard day was a mm-hmm. hug. Right. It was like, what could I do differently the night before the morning of to set myself up? So when I came home that night, I'd receive that love. But physical <laughs> affection is one of my strongest love language or words of affirmation. What I'm trying to say, what do I need to do differently to create the space that my wife can respond to me differently. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like one time. It's like, how do I do that consistently over time? So she starts to trust that I've actually changed. It's a play on words, right? I love to say this. That's a, that's a great example because you can walk in the door and say, you never hug me anymore. Every time I come home from work, it's just, you know, how was your day? Or blah, blah, blah. You never hug me, right? That's attacking her. Yeah. But you can walk in the door and say, I miss yeah. hugging you every mm-hmm. single time I come in the door. She feels loved. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And now she hugs you. You lead that. You lead that into making her feel good about mm-hmm. something that you're missing, not blaming her for not hug- hugging you. 
Mm. Right. That comes from a, like a needy perspective, which is yep. not attractive at all. Nobody wants to even hug you because you're needy <laughs> and you're demanding and you just put a blame on her. <laughs> but if you reword it yes. and say, Hey, I really miss this time with you. I would love to hug you more every single time I walk in the front door. Mm-hmm. So as your help, you've been helping a lot of people now in the last year, couple of years. I'm wondering for yourself is like, what new thing are you learning for yourself as you imagine this future potential relationship that you might have um, with, you know, the, the <laughs> everything I learned now, I learned from my audience. What are you learning? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it's like, like, what are you learning I, right I'm now that trying to learn new skills, new techniques. And as I'm, I, I laugh and I say, God yeah. put me in this, in this position so that I can become the best wife in my next marriage. Mm. And I am just have my nose in tons of books all the time. I'm researching, I'm learning new things. I share them with my audience. They go, wow, you're so amazing. How do you know these things? I'm like, cause I take the time to learn them. Like you're not born with this skill. I'm learning them. And then I share them with you guys. A lot of it, I do know it's in my heart, but a lot of it, I, I learn. And I feel like God is like, we're going to teach her so that he knows my heart is to be and show up and be the best possible wife I can be in my next relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm learning right now is everything that I teach, I research it, I study it, I look up facts. Um, just like sitting here on this podcast with you, we, you and I both learn things from each other. Um, and then we share them to help impact, you know, other people's lives. But yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Just bettering my my skills. <laughs> and it's tough, guys, every single day. Like I'm saying, One. of course, you want to walk in the front door and attack somebody because you're upset because they haven't hugged you lately. And it's really hard to consciously make that choice and say, you know, reword it, par- re-paraphrase things, ask those questions. So it's always good to remind yourself. And so I'm always working on that as well. And because I am now doing this one, business, one I, I really call myself out a lot. I'm like, did I just do that? <laughs> I just did exactly what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> well, one thing I really learned in the last couple of years is this idea that, you know, to be to attract that person that I would want mm-hmm. to have in my life, I've got to become mm-hmm. that person. It goes back to that idea of reflect the life you want. If if I want to attract an amazing woman in my life, it's like, who's the man I need to become mm-hmm. that would attract that person? If I want her to, you know, all these different characteristics that are important to me, how am I doing on mm-hmm. those things? You know, Darren Hardy years ago wrote in the book, you know, The Compound Effect. He wrote out, I can't remember, it was like, hundreds, you know, how many pages he described this woman down to incredible detail. And then the last question he asked himself, okay, now what do I need to do? How do I become that man that I could Mm -hmm. actually attract this woman Mm -hmm. into my life? And I think that's so much of uh, what's wrong nowadays is that we're, we're out there trying to attract or grasp Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, trying to, as a, instead of focusing, how do I become the very best version of myself? How do I become the best Teresa? How do I become the best Tim? If I'm focused on that, being a better version of myself by getting my habits stronger, my routine stronger, I'm taking care of my health, my well-being, you know, it's highly likely that someone's going to come into my life that is uh, a good fit for me. Exactly. <laughs> you attract what you radiate, right? So. Mm-hmm. 
And and in the the things you do yep. not take care of or deal with, they manifest out into ugly areas of your life or your relationship, and you end up attracting those types of people that haven't dealt with their problems either. So you really have to deal with yes. you know all your junk in your closet. <laughs> but until you get real with that, yeah. until you get honest and you stop lying to yourself, you can't change that area. But when you do, when you're really honest with yourself, things do start to change. It's, uh, I think, you know, looking in that mirror every day and, and that self-examination of where am I in life? Where am I relative to the goals that I have, the dreams that are in my heart um, that have been placed there? What am I doing to let the very best of myself out into the world and make the kind of contribution and impact that I'm intended to make? God gave these gifts for a reason. He gave you this platform of the respected man for a reason to help build mm-hmm. stronger relationships. Man, does our world how need do you them right now? The best version of Teresa. <laughs> oh, it's crazy out there. Absolutely. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, a couple things I know we talked about, I think a little bit on the early part of the show that I want to just give you some time and space for is you've kind of taken the platform which you have the respected man community mm-hmm. and i think you've moved that more to mm-hmm. instagram and also wanted to, you to share a little bit around the, like you got these really cool merchandise now the t-shirts the respect mm-hmm. the respected man that i know people would want to hear about yeah so i became brave and opened up uh, my own little coaching community. It's a support relationship coaching community on Insta on Instagram called TRM.VIP. It's the respected man, like the VIP members only it's $15 a month. But within that group, I have special guest presenters. I have, you know, some of my podcast guests, I have therapists, coaches, they come in and I, I interview them. And then if you're a part of the group, you receive discounts on the merchandise. And then you also receive more one-on-one time with me. I offer one-on-one coaching sessions right in that group. Um, You can DM me as often as you want within the group. And we kind of have formed a community of like-minded people who value relationships. And we want to learn better skills together. Mm -hmm. We're just a bunch of crazy people trying to figure out the crazy game of relationships together. So it's been really, really fun. We love it in there. Um, and I did launch a line um, called Respect, and it is the Respect Man merchandise line. And the premise behind it is to give men a voice to help the world see that we need men in our lives. We need men to rise up in masculine energy. We need fathers. We need dads. We need brothers. Um, we need to you know, admire them for who they are and what they bring to the table. And let's just keep it real. We need more respect in the world and <laughs> politics. Like respect. We need respect. Not love. We need yeah. to start respecting everybody you know, for who they are as individuals. So I've started the respect movement and, uh, you can join or check out my store. It's on Instagram in my bio. Um, it's the official respect merch line. And so it helps promote, you know, the respect movement and and change things and change the way that we, you know, view men in the world today. So yeah, it's been really fun. And I have a podcast called the respect man podcast. I'm on TikTok at Teresa L young. And then I also am on Instagram a lot at, um, the dot respected dot man. Yeah. Well, I follow you in those spaces. And again, you're always, you're always sharing things that are relevant. They're real, they're authentic. And if people take them to heart, <laughs> they definitely can apply in their own lives and make a difference in the relationships they have. So I applaud you for 
just want to affirm you and applaud you for what you're doing. You're, you're really stepping into um, this space in the last couple of years and re- really stepping into it's like that pain and, and the past hurt is it's like you've got this calling. Mm-hmm. It's like there you are and you're just you're just helping others. And it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, from a real point of view. And, and it's 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 been great because I feel like I, you know, I have this power because I've lived it and I've been in the trenches and I have a lot of lessons to teach from it. And I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't know how to fix everybody's problems. I just speak my truth and take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been a hairstylist for 27 years. I have a lot of education from, from the women, but like you said, (laughs) it really resonates with people because I'm real and I don't have to cushion the things that I say because I'm not licensed. I'm not mm-hmm. a licensed therapist. I'm not trying to fix your problems. I'm just trying to share with you what I've learned and take it or leave it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been pretty awesome. We've saved a lot of, lot of marriages, a lot of relationships, a lot of people write into me. I mean, I, I get a lot of married couples in their sixties that write in and like the men will say, Hey, thanks for the first time in my life. You make me feel like I'm not crazy. And I'm an, I, I have wow. people that write in and say, I was considering divorce, but because you understand how I feel, like our marriage is great now. It's, it's, it, people just want to be seen and heard and, and understood in their marriages. So it's been amazing. I'm changing lives. I feel like it's powered by God. I can't explain it any other way. And uh, yeah, so I invite you to check me out on Instagram or join the community. And I'd love to get to know you guys better. Well, that's so encouraging, and I'm imagining for you personally, just rewarding to know that you, as an instrument, are making an impact on on different people's lives. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You've made an impact on mine, so I'm going to keep following you. Thank you. It's been fun. Well, Teresa, it's been an absolute yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you today, and I look forward to this episode coming out and other men and women hearing your message and hopefully they'll go check out uh, the respected man on Instagram, trm.vip on Instagram and Teresa L. Young on TikTok and gain some of this wisdom that they can apply in their own relationships. So it's been a delight to have you on the guest of the show. Thank you for having me. It's been such an honor. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Well, I always tell my guests just to go out and live a life of greatness. (laughs) 